Girl, so tell me why I was going to do this episode after Insecure go off. Child, I'm sitting here waiting, but girl, I'm getting sleepier and sleepier. And if I wait till after Insecure go off, y'all ain't getting no damn podcast. Because after that show go off, I'm either going to be asleep or with my legs in the air and then sleep right after this. So I'm like, let me get a girl's day little piece of podcast Monday or whatever, child. So welcome back to the Catch Podcast episode. Um, One, wait. 116 115 something like that uh num, da, da, dum, 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 girl i don't even know anyway it's the episode <laughs> it's an episode so welcome back chill um yeah it's a lot going on i guess we'll get into our insecure review i'm so sad that insecure is ending but we'll we'll talk about it on the next episode we'll have one in the tub already so child we can talk about Issa and molly and lauren's like girl i'm so excited I don't think nobody, and I didn't say this before, nobody love Insecure. I love Insecure. I don't think I've ever, 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 ever related to no TV character the way I relate to Issa. From not being happy with your job, not being happy in a relationship. Like, oh my God, dog, it's so much. <laughs> it's so much. But anyway, yeah. So I'm happy about it or whatever. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm just so. Issa better not go back to Lawrence with no baby. Like, girl, do not go back to this nigga with a newborn baby. He's still going to be hunching his baby mama. Like, girl, don't do it. Oh, Issa, don't do it. I want Issa to get a new man for the last season. Girl, let's see you ride off into the sunset. Like, get off Lawrence dick. Let that old weight go, child. But I was reading a, um an interview where Issa was saying that Lawrence wasn't even supposed to make it past season one. So, he done made it this whole damn... He done made it to the end. So, chair, I'm happy for Lawrence, him and his new baby. Like, I want to see it. But I want to see Issa with a new thing. Like, I want Issa to get pregnant and have a baby and ride off into the sunset. Like, girl, you deserve your happily ever after. Oh, my God. And I see her and Molly going to be back cool. But I hope it's like a genuine cool. I hope it's not some weirdo vibe shit i don't know i meant to binge watch insecure from the beginning um because that's every season like that's what i do i go back and i binge watch it from season one just so i'm like all the way caught up my favorite episode of insecure is that coachella episode i can't even remember what season that was was it might have been season three baby when them hoes went to coachella that was the funniest goddamn episode so dog like that sh- i will watch just that episode by itself over and over again it's so damn funny so i didn't get a chance to do that and i'm so mad i'm like oh my god like i've been busy so hopefully maybe like during my work day this week like so tomorrow i could start watching season one of insecure <clears throat> and then we could we could go all the way into season five. So, girl, I'm excited, child. I am like an insecure stand. So I'm like, let me hurry up and get off the line with the girls because when insecure come on, I need to focus. Like I need to be tuned in. I need to be all in. But anywho, girl, um, as far as the weekend, 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 weekend. What happened this weekend? Nothing really. Just running around with the family. I didn't do no work. Oh, wrapped up the um homecoming dress giveaway. I had my last girl and homecoming was that same day. So we was pushing it. Like I had to bring, she picked out what she wanted, but I had to bring like some other options. So I was a little nervous. 
I was big nervous, actually, because I'm like, oh, God, like, we pushing it to the limit. Homecoming is literally in a few hours. So, if you don't like this dress, like, girl, what is we finna do? What is it giving? So, I brought her some other options, but she loves her dress. And I was so happy. Like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. So, thank you to everybody who, like, helped out with the homecoming dress giveaway. If you shared the post, if you, you know, um, a couple people donated money. Some people donated gowns. If you donated gowns and I didn't get to them yet, we got the prom dress giveaway coming up. So, and I've, I've expressed that to everybody, but please don't think like I'm ignoring you or like, I don't want your gowns. I want whatever gown you have to give. I'm gonna get it dry clean and have it just brand light, like brand new. So I just haven't gotten to it yet between, um, I was sharing a car with my mama actually, because <laughs> I didn't have a car and I got a, a car. So, Everything is a little more chill now. Y'all know my old car died. So, yeah. So, if I haven't gotten to your dress, I'm coming to get it. Thank you for donating. I'll get it um, before the prom dress giveaway. But the homecoming dress giveaway was so, 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 so good. All the girls liked their dress. And I mean every last one of them who we pulled up on. We The way that it worked, you know, we had a flyer circulating at my old high school gifts high school but it even like went beyond that and we had like a couple girls from other high schools but i they sent their size we sent them pictures of what we had in their size they picked out their gown we pulled up they tried it on nobody didn't like their dress everybody liked their dress everybody could fit their dress it was perfect it was like so good so i'm just so happy I'm so happy. I only had one hiccup because it went smooth. Like, I mean, we go, we take them their stuff and we leave. Like, you know, everybody's happy. But it was only one hiccup um, where I had to deal with a difficult parent. It was just one situation. I won't go into too much detail with it. But um, that was that was the only time I had to deal with a very difficult mom. But even her, uh, we got her accommodated. She got what she needed. And her her daughter liked her dress. So even then, you know, we got through it. You just got to keep in mind, like, it's for the kids. Like, we're doing this to make a young girl feel really good on her big night. I went to all my homecomings in prom. I think I didn't go to one homecoming because I was grounded child. But I still got to do, like, all the little festivities and stuff. I was on punishment. That's the only reason I didn't go. I went to everything else like my mama let me go to all my proms homecoming and I just know how important that is as a teenage girl like it is literally the highlight of your school year like you go to school all year waiting on prom and homecoming or just them little you know events where you can get dressed up and just have like a good time and it's not about school it's not about schoolwork. so I get it and I know like with the pandemic a lot of parents couldn't afford it. You cause think about it. You gotta buy the homecoming ticket. You gotta buy the dress. You gotta buy the shoes. You gotta do the hair. You gotta do the nails. You gotta do the makeup. You gotta buy the accessories. Like it's gonna run you a couple hundreds. And with the pandemic and everything that's going on, like a lot of people just really ain't have it to, you know, extra to do that with it. So that's why we did it i'm so ex- i'm so excited for the prom dress giveaway i hope it goes just as smooth um it's gonna be a little different because we're not really dropping off we're gonna be actually at gibbs high school that day well for one day 
um, drop, you know, the girls can come and get their gowns. And the way it's going to be different is if they can't fit it, I'll come to their home, swap it out, get them something that they could fit. So it's going to be a little bit different, but it's still trial and error. Like I said, this first year was great. Um, it went cool. So we just gonna, you know, we just gonna keep kind of tweaking in and seeing how we can make it better each year. But I'm looking forward to the prom dress giveaway. And I'm just hoping like each year we could do more and more and we can have more gowns. If you want to donate, holler at me. Um, you could cash at me. I send receipts. When people have donated, I sent them receipts showing them a breakdown of what was donated. Uh, what their money went to. So, for instance, if you donated, let's say, $100, I'm going to send you a receipt showing, like, okay, you sent me $100 on Saturday. Wednesday, I went and I got this dress or these dresses, you know. So, just so people who do have it on their heart, because, like I said, everybody kind of going through something. A lot of people lost their jobs. So, if you're donating to something and you're doing that shit out of the kindness of your heart, like, I'm going to make sure that you know where your money went to it didn't go on my nails chair i'm gonna give you an itemized receipt <laughs> but um that's just for people who want to like i said i don't i didn't really ask for donations at all like when people hit me and they was like they want to donate dresses or they want to donate money they came to me i didn't really want to put that obligation on nobody else because it like it's my vision you know what i'm saying like what i look like making like a gofundme or crowdsurf or not crowdsurf, what you call it? Crowdfunding for a homecoming dress giveaway that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to do this shit. So but to the people who did donate, like thank you so so much. Y'all done made somebody's night very, very special. So I'm very I'm very happy about it. And it's not that great. So young child, next next one, next up is prom in a couple months. And these months is flying by. So gotta get the flyer together i gotta re-up on dresses i gotta get more gowns that's the fun part the fun part is going shopping for the gowns like that is the the fun part or going to pick up a few donated gowns and we this year well for the homecoming i had a few dresses that i donated from um cakebrand.com for my website just like older inventory that I had that I never got rid of and it's definitely homecoming slash prom appropriate. So I donated a few. I think I only donated like one gently used dress of my own and I had another dress donation and then the rest was money. Oh, and then one of my managers, she donated three, but those are going to go towards the prom giveaway. But so for the most part, majority of the dresses was brand new. But it's a few gently used ones. And if a girl was getting a gently used one, which nobody picked a gently used one this year, uh, I would have specified that in the email. Like, just so you know, this one is not a brand new one. It is gently used. And then, you know, we go from there. Because some people, you know, they feel a way about it. And I'm going to respect their wishes on that. So, anyway, girl, it was it was such a success to be something that I did on like such short notice. My friend, one of my closest friends work at Gibbs as a teacher. And I was like, you know, let your students know 
I got this little homecoming dress giveaway going on and I sent him the flyer and I just started getting responses. So it was very like last minute. I just, I had so many dresses for the prom dress giveaway that I'm like, well, let me see if anybody need a homecoming dress. Like if you need it, I got it, girl. <laughs> so, and it it was amazing. So I'm happy. My mama came with me a lot of times. Well, hell, I was using her car. <laughs> I was using her car for a minute. So it was great, but I'm I'm so happy. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who reached out and hit me up and you know got one of these dresses and they are like the girls look so pretty and I'm talking about I didn't even see them like on homecoming night, but just you know when they try it on and they come out and they 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 just look so pretty and they was happy and oh my god it was just it was fun like shopping and dropping off the dresses was the fun part and i think i'm gonna miss that aspect of it when i do the prom dress giveaway i'm gonna miss that part i'm gonna miss that personalized interaction with taking you to dress in a little plastic garment bag and yeah i'm gonna miss that part but it's gonna it's gonna be a nice event i'm sure but anywho girl aside from that channel um book update i got with the photographer and my videographer so we're gonna go ahead and get this little you know this little rollout commercial thing going or whatever girl i don't want to talk about it too much ah it was so good it's so much but i'm excited i'm so excited i'm excited for y'all to see it i'm excited to work on it i'm just i'm just a blast in a glass it's still so much that i don't know about publishing a book but <laughs> i'm just i'm just going you know slowly just taking my time child it's, it's one of them things child. i'm just gonna have to learn on the job but i ain't gonna speak on it too much i'm just happy that the progress is there making progress to everybody who responded i posted a random chapter thursday post so basically on my instagram i was like if you want a chapter of the book drop your email i send it and um i sent it out to quite a few people and some people got the same chapters i switched it up on some so <laughs> random chapter monday i mean thursday it actually was so thank y'all though thank you guys so much for even responding to that and i got really good feedback people like the chapters that i sent so it was really dope so thank you guys i'm probably post it again this thursday so if you didn't get a chapter of the book you want me to send you a chapter, by all means, drop your email. I'll send you a random chapter of the book. So, But thank you guys for participating in that. Like, that feedback really be helping me kind of check the temperature a little bit, see what's going on in the world, see if the girls, you know, see if I got me a little masterpiece on my hand or whatever. But, yeah, I think I do. I think my book is going to be good. I think people are really going to like it. And this this week or not week but like i guess this upcoming month i'm really trying to apply a little bit more pressure and yeah it's like some shit i want to do like i want to go pull up on people and just do more in-person shows and things like that like i think um I've identified a couple different routes that I could apply some more pressure. But anyway, girl, that's work-related. Let's get into the bullshit. <laughs> I know y'all ain't tuned in to hear me talk about work, Jill. So here we go. Um, 
Okay, let's chit-chat Patty Wag. Y'all want to talk about Booty? Y'all want to talk about Dave Chappelle? What's going on, girl? Let's talk about Dave Chappelle. I feel like it's been a long time since we just kicked the shit. Not a long time. I always say that, but let's kick the shit, child. So, Dave Chappelle walk out. Netflix employees protesting. Everybody's going crazy with this Dave Chappelle. Y'all know I am not a Dave Chappelle girl like... I used to watch the Dave Chappelle show. I thought it was funny as hell. But Dave Chappelle stand-ups, I just, I don't know. I just wouldn't over the top, like, impressed, you know. So, but nevertheless, I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Everybody is mad and protesting and everything else. So, I'm like, okay, girl, let me see what's going on. So, I watched it. And, girl, I didn't really laugh because, like I said, he's just not my favorite stand-up comedian. Now, Dave Chappelle in a movie, Dave Chappelle, like that um, Dave Chappelle show, that that sketch comedy shit. Oh, God, yes, he nailed it. Like, so damn funny. I be still watching old um, Chappelle episodes. Is Wayne Brandy going to have to slap a bitch? That's probably my favorite one. So, watch The Closer. Is that what it's called? The Closer or The Closing? I don't know, girl. Yeah, my boo cut it on. I watched it, but so I was watching it, and um, like I said, I didn't really laugh. I didn't really find it like super funny anyway. But then, okay, he started getting into like the trans and the LGBTQ. I'm like, okay, this, you know, this is what I tuned in for to see what was going on. And um, so I'm seeing it, and I'm like, okay, okay. Okay, like you know, I I'm getting it, I'm getting it. So he made some trans jokes, um, about you know trans, uh, I think like trans women not really being women, and if one like if a trans woman came into the men's restroom, he'll be uncomfortable. Just different little things. I'm like, okay, I I I I see why a a trans a woman would be upset, right? So we got this Netflix walkout. Everybody's protesting at Netflix. The CEO is standing on his decision that he's not removing the comedy special. Yeah, so he's not removing it. It is what it is. Um. So then I went back and I'm like, okay, you know, curious me. Want to know if Chappelle been making these type of jokes and if he been doing this type of shit? Like, like what? I, I'm like, okay, what makes this special stand out so much to where it's like everybody's just up in arms? Like, what is it about this one that's different from another one? So I'm like, let me go and find another one. So I put on a different Chappelle um, stand up. And I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, okay. Didn't really make too many LGBTQ jokes. I don't even know what the name of this one is, but it was also on Netflix. But he did make some <clears throat> jokes about um, R. Kelly. And like, like... I guess like underage sex type jokes. Okay. So this is my thing. Um, why wasn't that boycott worthy? Like, 
when I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, this one came out prior to the closer or whatever the recent one is. And I'm like, well, they didn't really do too much protest. Not that I heard about it. Now, if it's something I don't know about, let me know. But I'm like, okay, I don't recall no outrage about like these underage sex jokes at all. And he was saying like, you know, if some if if a a kid or a minor uh did get molested by Michael Jackson, you know, it's Michael Jackson, like that was the joke. Very pushing the envelope type of jokes, right? But I'm thinking, wow, like Nobody said a fucking word. Like, nobody said a peep. And I feel like if, if we protesting and marching, like, that was worthy of, pro- like, if if we protesting jokes that are insensitive and that are um, outrageous and demeaning, if that's what we doing, I would feel like that though that would be the reason like oh no outrage you know what i'm saying and i feel like if it was outrage i would have heard about it just like i'm hearing this like i don't follow Chappelle or nothing but i I still manage to hear about all this fucking outrage and when he talking about minors you know getting molested by famous people and making the joke that is damn near like an honor it was like, uh, bitch, it was like not a peep. <laughs> so I just, <sighs> I don't know, man. It's like, and by no means, I'm not telling anybody in the LGBTQ plus community not to be offended. Because I can, I don't dictate what offends people. Because can nobody dictate what offends me? Like, if you come in and you make a whole lot of jokes about dark-skinned women being ugly and this, this, and the third, I'm probably going to be offended to it. Not for long, because like I said, I don't I don't know these people. So it ain't going to phase me, but I'm probably going to be offended to it for, you know what I'm saying, during the moment that I'm watching it to the point where I may even cut it off. So I'm not here to tell nobody what not to be offended about. I'm just saying like, why is... Oh, I don't know. Why is this? Why aren't we outraged by everything? Like, if we're going to be outraged about the trans jokes, why are we not outraged about the black woman jokes? Or why are we not outraged about, you know, the child molestation jokes? You know, like, I just, I think the outrage, if we, if we going to be outraged shit like we need to be outraged about more issues than one and one thing that Chappelle did say and I am compelled to agree is that you know you could kill like he was talking about the baby and basically he was saying like the baby killed a dude in Walmart and nobody said a peep he was never canceled because of it but when he made the LGBTQ community um jokes about the HIV at whatever festival he was at, he was canceled. Now, do I think what the baby said was wrong? Absolutely. Hell yeah. And yeah, you you offended people, you damn sure needed to apologize. Like, period. And he he apologized and you know, whatever. But um 
yeah, I I just, you know, if if we going to cancel, he killed the nigga. He ain't going to cancel because of that. It's just like some shit is glorified. And I don't, ugh, I'm not articulating this the best, so I'm about to move on. I should have brought notes. And maybe like when I have my notes and my thoughts better together and I have the range, I'll revisit this topic. But bottom line, I just think that if we're going to be outraged about the trans jokes, we need to be outraged about other issues as well. Like if we're going to do walkouts and things like that about those jokes, which were definitely offensive to the LGBTQ community, no question, no question, offensive. But, okay, we, we should also be organizing walkouts about other things, too. Like, you know, other other pressing issues in the world with um, these entertainers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's literally all I'm saying. So, if we was going to boycott the baby, um, cancel the baby, you know, they, they didn't cancel him when he slapped that black woman in the club. Mm-mm. He wouldn't cancel for that. They might have talked about it on Twitter for a day or two when he slapped that black woman in the club when she had the um, I, she was trying to take a picture and she had the flash close up to his face and he slapped her. He, it was no boy. He missed no money then. You know, I just ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> like, okay, if we, you know, if we gonna ride for something. It's like, I feel like when black women get disrespected or even shit, when black men get disrespected, it's, it's no repercussions to that. But, you know, if you insult the LGBTQ plus community, um, it's like immediate cancellation. And I think that's what Dave was trying to say. And why is that? And I'm not here to, to say that being canceled is not appropriate for some of these people. Like some of these, some of y'all motherfuckers is homophobic as hell. And y'all really should be canceled. Cause y'all just go too far. Dropping the F word and just doing all that. It's unwarranted. It's rude. It's mean. Above all is mean. Misgendering folks is mean. Like a lot of y'all ass need to be canceled. So I'm not here in no way, shape or form. And I don't want nobody to hear it and feel like, I'm trying to defend people who do homophobic bullshit. It would never be the case. You'll never get it from me. My question is, I, me personally, I just, shit, if we, if we protest, then let's protest. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we gonna ride, let's ride. And if we was gonna cancel the baby, why didn't we cancel him when he, when he slapped that woman? But, um, it was very easy to, to cancel him when he made, those jokes you know it's 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 not it's not cool to me like okay are are black women not seen as like a valuable thing like them being offended by something is not of much value i don't know it's it's worth a conversation and i hope i make i'm hope i'm making sense i'm actually about to cha-cha slide my ass out this conversation for i fuck around and get canceled but i, I want to reiterate that i'm not taking shots at my people in lgbt lgbtq community if anything i'm just asking a question and i'm just trying to start a, a conversation as to why this is and if if this is the case and if this is what we protesting for 
I'm I'm more I'm more than willing to protest with you, but when it's a cause pertaining to black women, I just would like y'all to show up for me. Same way. That's it. That's all. That's all I got on that. And we is moving on, bitch, because they're gonna stop streaming my shit. Now, nah, let's go. What else is going on in the world? I guess we could stay on this. Boosie and Lil Nas X. Now that Boosie is a prime example of what I mean by bitches just going too far. Like, bro, you you just going too far. Everybody know Lil Nas a troll. Everybody know this man is a fucking internet troll. We know. We got it. Bruh. Lil Nas said that he doing a um a song with Boosie. We know that shit is not happening. Bro, we know it's not happening, but at the end of the day, the nigga is trolling. That's it. Like, Boosie, you know this man is trolling. Like, Boosie could have literally, Boosie could have literally ignored that shit. Like, if I was Boosie, I just would have ignored it. Because you know the nigga joking. He's Lil Nas X jokes a lot. And see, I think for some older people, and Bo- what Boosie is, like 38, 39, some shit like that, they don't understand the concept of trolling and how niggas, see, especially a Twitter troll. See, a Twitter troll is different from an Instagram troll. A Twitter troll sits on Twitter and just, you have to be on Twitter for a long time to understand the jokes and understand the trolling and all of that good shit. That is is really just part of the Twitter culture. Boosie don't understand that. This nigga, this this nigga is a professional Twitter troll. So when he said he's doing a song with Boosie, Boosie should have known. Like this nigga's just trolling. Boosie went the fuck in. Like I'm sorry, he did too much. Boosie did too much. Boosie, you did too much. Rich as Boosie is, Boosie did too much. Boosie, come on now. How old is Lil Nas X? Like, 21? A, a, I don't want to say a kid. He a grown-ass man, but... Bro, he young. He playing with y'all. Like, he's... Oh, God. Lil Nas X is 22. Boosie going in on a 22-year-old like that. Telling him to commit suicide. and all, Come on, man. Come on. Like, bro, you did too fucking much. Like... It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't. It just. It wasn't even that deep. Like, oh God, he, 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 he didn't surprise me. Boosie didn't surprise me calling him the F word, but telling that boy to commit suicide. That, come on, man. What What are you doing? Why would you say that? No, what if he really went and did it? Stop it. That that's that's not cool. That shit was not cool. It just wasn't cool. And I don't know why Boosie is... Not even Boosie. People who are that triggered by gay people have some underlying issues within themselves that they got to address. And I'm going to leave it at that. Period. I'm not, I don't know what them... I don't know what Boosie Boo done been through aside from what we know in the news. You know, Boosie done... Beat beat some murder cases and you know whatever, but 
I just think for anybody, and I'm not only talking about Boosie, but anybody who just is that easily angered just by the presence of gay people and the way that they move and the way that they live when it has nothing to do with you, it's it's some issues there. And a lot of times, especially with men in the South, especially with black men in the South, um, that hate for like homosexuality, that shit is deep rooted. And in and a lot of times it stems from a place. And uh, I, I'm not talking about Boosie. I want to be very clear. I don't know that man in his situation, but a lot of these black men have been touched as kids by another man. And that shit is not something that's talked about enough because in the South, you barely talk about little girls getting touched. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially back in the day, back in the day, it was, you know, you don't tell nobody what's going on in the house and it's the family business and whatever, whatever. So a lot of black families don't even want to discuss little black girls being touched and then it's like a vicious ass cycle of them little black girls still have to go around the fucking molester and be around the molester because it's oh he he said he ain't gonna do it no more or you know you got some black families who are just you know cuss cuss the abuser out or you know maybe kick his ass but he's still around he's still coming to thanksgiving you know what i'm saying it's so in the South with black families, sometimes, not my fa- well, it never happened to me, thank God, knock on wood, but a lot of black families, um, they, they, I don't want to say they normalize sexual abuse, but they just tuck it away, like, they put it in the cut, like, okay, you know, we ain't going to address this, or you will have some of them who downright don't even believe the kids, like, such and such would never do this. Or you'll have somebody be like, well, you know, we just going to keep them apart from one another as if the child played a role in this abuse. So that shit is going on. That shit is real. And a lot of these black boys grew up to be black men, but they still dealing with being touched by a man at a young age. Like we tell, I I just go back to the um Maya Marcano episode that we did. We tell black girls to be careful. We tell girls to be careful. We tell girls don't wear no short dress around. Why you gonna wear this short dress and all your uncles over here? Don't you know you don't you don't wear that. You don't come downstairs with that on. It's men down here. You know what I'm saying? From little girls, you tell little girls to you know not do xyz but we don't tell our little black boys to be careful we don't tell them we we ain't telling our little black boys you don't need to wear shorts around your uncle you know what i'm saying or you don't need to come out the bathroom with a towel wrapped around you because your uncle in here we don't tell little black boys that and a lot of little black boys is touched what was i fucking watching i be watching so many documentaries and shit on youtube but i remember watching something and I don't even know the title of it but they were saying how it was like an older black man in the neighborhood and if you grew up in a black neighborhood it's always like most black neighborhoods gonna have like that one old person who live in the neighborhood that everybody know 
they ain't even got to be super old, but it's just like that older individual that's in the neighborhood. So anyway, it was one of them situations like this older guy who used to give all the kids candy when he come up on the, when they come up on the porch and shit like that. Or he in the corner store here by the little kids, they chips and shit. He was molesting these little boys. Like these little boys got to turn into men one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they still carrying around all of that 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 conflict i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine being molested period but i can't i definitely can't imagine being a young boy and it's instilled in our black boys and i don't even know how we got here child i feel like i'm preaching and i'm finna cha-cha slide about this conversation too because it's supposed to be a lighthearted episode but with our black boys you know they expect it to be strong and all right, you the man at the house. We tell them that at like such a young age. All right, I'm gone. You the man at the house. You in charge. You know what I'm saying? And black boys got to be masculine. They got to play football. They got to play sports. They got to be all of these things in order to be a quote unquote strong black male. So then you have another black male coming along and touching them inappropriately, molesting them. That goes against everything they've been taught. So they conflicted now. You know, and it's it's a vicious cycle of conflict. Now they got to grow up still with this conflict. And now they're growing up. And that hate for homosexuality is so deep-rooted because it caused them to have conflict within their fucking selves. Within their selves. I got a grown man touching on me. But boys, you know what I'm saying? Boys is supposed to like girls. So why is this grown man touching on me? And that's... That's why you see so many black men with that strong and just deep. Like when when a gay man walk in the room, they just it, it almost boil their blood. They can't even help but to let the f bomb just go off because that shit is deep rooted within them from a from from childhood. So it's to the point that they just they hate. They just hate um gay people they hate gay men like when you see a black man like boosie who hate gay men like he hate Lil Nas X he ain't gonna hate no gay woman like that he ain't gonna have that same you know what I'm saying he ain't gonna have that same just intense response to no gay man and um, a lot of you niggas need help, bro. A lot of you niggas need to sit up on a bitch couch. Like I said, again, with the Maya Marcano episode, it's a lot of black men out here who got deep-rooted issues, bro. They, they grew up with some trauma shit. And a lot of times we expect black men to be these strong creatures. But, bro, y'all need to go lay up on somebody's couch. Y'all need to talk to somebody. Because no way, shape, or form should somebody else who just have a different sexuality than you, who prefers to date men over women, that should not invoke that strong of a response from you. You should not be that angry at the sight of a gay man. You just should not. It should not piss you off that bunch. Or even the sight of a gay woman or a trans woman or a trans man. Like, it just should not anger you like that because it ain't got shit to do with you. It's not affecting you. It ain't affecting your life, your money. It's not affecting nothing. So why are you just angry about that? I just, me and one of my homeboys had a long conversation and he's straight. And he made some fucking points. 
he was saying how it's odd to him or he could always tell like when something that happened to another dude by how angry they get at the sight of a gay man. And he was just telling like he, you know, been out with some of his homeboys and a gay man will walk in and it's like they get instantly hateful and it's like, bro, chill out. Like that they not even bothering it. They ain't even spoke to us. But the response is there. And even he could agree, like, you either are conflicted with yourself and your own sexuality and how you feel towards other men and an attraction that you may be battling with or something harmful happened to you by another man and it's hard for you to even reconcile that. So you take out your anger on a community of innocent black men who just happened to be gay all because some shit that happened to you as a child you need to go sit on somebody's couch we had a long conversation about this shit because i was saying for me it's a it's a turn off when a man is that just just outraged by gay people it's a turn off for me and i'm gonna tell you why like we walk in a restaurant we're eating at a restaurant it's me and you and i've had this happen before where a gay guy would walk in and it's like, instant F-bomb. You'll, you'll probably never get another date with me. Because why? Or it's, we having a good conversation and you look over, look at that. Look at that F-word over there. Or I, I was, I was, I'd eat with a nigga. And he just dropped that. He was like, F-word ass nigga. And I was like, what? It was so random. I didn't see the guy who walked in. Guy wasn't talking to us. Wasn't even by a fucking table. He literally walked in. You should not be that upset at the mere presence. And you don't even know if this man gay. You going off of the way somebody is dressed that you perceive is not being masculine enough. That, hey, man. That's not attractive to me. You need to go holler at somebody. You need to talk to somebody. You need to... You, you just... You need to reconcile that shit with yourself that's all i'm saying and um yeah but i i think boosie and men like boosie who who feel that strongly it's just deep rooted it is it's it's a deep rooted um way and the thing about boosie boosie will never be canceled because boosie is not mainstream and boosie not trying to be mainstream boosie fans have been boosie fans for 15 20 years i i know this because uh, that old boosie that old old boosie shit yeah i was on it and i was like in middle school so i was like what 11 12 i'm 29 now so boosie fans don't give a damn the traditional boosie fan is not somebody who really even give a damn about mainstream anyway so they don't him being canceled where he's canceled from. Boosie not um trying to do dancing with the stars. Boosie is not trying to do a song with Drake. Boosie is not trying to go and sell out, you know, arenas and shit by himself on a tour. 
Boot now Boosie doing he was doing arenas on the Legend of the Streets tour, but that's like a big lineup. Boosie is not your big stadium act or he's not your big Coachella act. And he ain't trying to be at this stage in his career. Boosie is focused his attention on being relevant as an independent. He ain't trying to get signed by no major. Boosie out here trying to sign other artists. He discovered Young Blue. He discovered um um, 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 um it was another rapper. But that's what Boosie attention on is young rappers. He don't give Boosie don't give a fuck about being canceled. And that's why he'll he'll never be canceled. It's simply you can't cancel somebody who don't give a damn about the mainstream anyway. So what are you what are you gonna do? Like what are you honestly going to do? He can't get dropped for from a label. He's not signed to one. You know what I'm saying? Like his movie, um, my struggle. It's independent. Everything Boosie touches independent. So it's not like the movie theaters is gonna stop showing his his movie they they never really was you gotta buy his movie directly from him so you you can't cancel somebody like that i understand the outrage though most definitely i understand the outrage he 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 went too far he went too far he took it too far telling that boy to kill himself the f-bomb i expect that from boosie but the suicide thing come on that that was you pushed it over the edge you went too far for me i just Mm-mm, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But anyway, um, yeah, girl, it, it it's a mess. Child. And as for Lil Nas X, he's twenty two. He's a barb. He's a troll. He's all of these things. And Lil Nas X doing his thing. And it's like let him. You know, I personally like this element of hip hop. It's like such. It's a melting pot. We have an openly gay rapper that's on the top of the charts. Feminine is all hell. And uh, Saucy Santana right behind him. I like this. I like this. I, it's variety. It's something for everybody. And I feel like hip-hop is a melting pot and it should be something for everybody. Everybody should be able to find an artist or a creator that they can relate to and find solace in. So I'm... I'm personally, I don't really listen to a little Lil Nas X music, but I'm feeling this. Y'all know how I feel about Saucy Santana. Now, I stream his shit up. But I'm I'm just, I'm feeling this element that, you know, we got, we don't have a, a lot of LGBTQ um, rappers, like, at the top. But Young and May, she came through. She dropped, ooh, still one of my favorite songs of that point. What that was, 2016? So, you know, that was a great year for me, for music, period. She dropped, ooh, and as an independent artist, Young and May gonna eat for the rest of her life off ooh, period. And that girl stay independent and she's open. She's an openly gay woman. I think part of the reason she's not further is because she's an openly gay woman, but that's neither here nor there. That's the, that's the podcast for a whole nother conversation. But... I mean, if we being real young and making rap circles around a lot of these niggas, like people always joke on Twitter, talking about some all these young and made fans are never stream her music. I know I do. I don't know about y'all, but I felt with young and made, and not just when she dropped something new. You know what I'm saying? I love her music. She can rap for real. Like fuck out that other shit. That girl could rap her ass off, but you know she she an openly gay woman. 
she's masculine you know it's i don't think um hip-hop is progressive but we got a little way to go i don't think they're ready to kick down the door and let a masculine presenting black female just take over like that you know not yet but she she's having a good run and for her to still be independent that girl is a million a million a like young and may really is the blueprint like i want to meet her i want to interview her i want to just pick her brain girl because you is the gold like you really doing this shit but her and uh saucy santana Lil Nas x so we, we got a few and there's more coming and i i love it just like with the female rap you know forever we had we had missy we had nikki you know super lyrical we had all the lyrical girls and then in comes just the fun girls who just want to make the fun rap, the city girls. And your um I'm a mom, mom, your Flo Millies and your Mulattoes and your Cardis. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not about being super lyrical no more. It's about some turn up shit. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't like that. And that's why they compare all the girls to Nikki. But I don't think you should compare all the girls to Nikki because the girls not trying to be Nikki. They respect her. You got to respect Nikki now. If you want to be a female rapper, you got to respect Nikki. Just like I feel like you got to respect Kim, Missy, Trina, Eve. You got to respect Nikki. Because Nikki held female rap now single-handedly on her back for a decade. We not going to take that from her. But at the same time, I don't think there's nothing wrong with you being a rapper and not being the super lyrical girl. You not being the super punchline girl. You not being, you know, the super super can freestyle off the head girl maybe you just a club girl maybe you the booty shaking girl maybe you the mad girl now you have some girls who are the best of both for us look at megan stein she can wrap her ass off but she gonna give you a twerk record for you to shake your ass in the club same with cardi she a ex-stripper cardi was a stripper turned instagram personality turned reality star turned one of the biggest rap acts in the world but even cardi she have her moments where she really getting her bag and getting her bar bag. But um, even with Cardi, she going to give you some fun shit. You know what I'm saying? That you can shake your ass to. Like Up. Up was a fun record. Wop. You know what I'm saying? Nothing super lyrical. It's just it's just fun. And then you got Mulatto could do the same thing. Mulatto can wrap her ass off for real. Or she could give you some turn up shit. You know, City Girls, perfect example. City Girls ain't even trying to be super lyrical, miracle. They, You're going to have fun. You're going to turn up. You're going to act up. You're going to become a City Girl for the night. You're going to have a damn blast. That's what City Girls is all about. So it's just, it's the best of all things. You know, shit, male rappers, we got a lot of them that sound the same. And then we got a lot of them different. You, just like you got your Nas, your, the actual Nas, Queensbridge Nas. You have your... Your, 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 I hate to say it, but you have your 6'9". You know what I'm saying? You, you, you got, you know, you need a little goofy niggas in there to, to you know, add some characters to it. I don't know, but it's like a melting pot and I think it should be. And I'm, I'm happy to see openly gay rappers succeeding. I really am. And I'm happy and I think there needs to be more of it. Now, girl. What else is going on in the world, child? Oh, my God. We've been talking shit for 46 minutes. Plus. Oh, shit. Well, it's only 46 minutes on this tape. So, before I head out, girl, we finna do the good sis segment. 
it's a couple of y'all new here. So if you never heard the good sis segment, basically it's when we highlight the case of a missing black woman since our good sisters never really get the news coverage that they deserve. But this one was a little off-putting. And we did this in a couple episodes because we've been tied up with other things. But I just briefly, because I don't know the full details of everything, want to talk about the missing black woman that was found dead in the police van, Christina Nance. So real quick rundown. She was reported missing on October the 2nd by her family. And she was found dead in a police in a park police van on October 7th. So surveillance footage from September 25th shows Christina uh, allegedly getting into the van on that day. So technically that means she would have been missing since September 25th, but her family reported her missing on October 2nd because this this surveillance footage for reasons unknown show her getting into the van on September 25th. Why she got in the van, I don't know. But it was a prisoner transport van. So it was a police van in Huntsville, Alabama. And it was parked outside police headquarters. And according to this surveillance footage, they seen Christina get in the van, parked outside the police station. Yet somehow no police saw her get into the van. Really weird. And according to the surveillance videos from September 25th, they seen her moving around inside of the van. And her body was found on October 7th. So, allegedly got in the van September 25th, reported missing on October 2nd, and her body was found on October 7th. By a police officer walking past the van, which is allegedly no longer in use, and he noticed her body inside. So Ben Crump, the civil rights attorney, he representing the family and they trying to find answers. And I think the public want answers too, because A, um, why would she randomly get in a police van unprovoked? Who was in that van with her? She If she got in the van on September 25th, did she never get out the van? Did she come back and forth? Did she leave the van for something? And then get back in the van. And y'all telling me nobody at a police station noticed none of this none of this shit. Like a random woman sleeping in one of their vans. Some in the goddamn water ain't clean, girl. Cause what the fuck is that? They could have came up with a better lie. This story is messy. This story is messy and all over the place. Surveillance footage showed Christina wandering around the parking lot outside police headquarters on September 25th. But nobody else seen her? But, okay, this is where it gets weird. So that was September 25th. The footage shows movement in the van until September 28th. So they're trying to say that for three days she was living, sleeping, and moving around in the van. But... Her family say they last seen her on September 27th. So that would mean that September 25th, she would have got in the van. Two days later, she would have went out, visited her family, and came back to the van. 
that don't make sense. So if if that's the case, why don't y'all have surveillance of her going back to the van on September 27th to get back into it? Because that's when her family last seen her was on the 27th. And y'all said y'all seen movement inside the van up until the 28th. Somebody fucking lying. Because the police say 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. So for approximately four days, she was in the van moving around. Y'all noticed movement in the van. Why didn't nobody at the police headquarters say, who's in that van moving around? But then her family said they seen her on the 27th. So the police should have seen this girl get out the van on the 27th and then come back to it on the 28th, right? Or am I tripping? If I'm tripping and I'm overthinking it or underthinking it, let me know because some this shit just don't sound right. Just don't sound right. But her family saying the video was not clear enough to show that person getting into the van was Christina. And the, the family is asking the right questions. The dates off, the times are off. It's all off. It that's not it's not making no sense, y'all. It's not making no sense. This ain't making no sense. And then the transport, the the police van that this girl was in was designed so that people can get into it but not out because it's it's a prisoner transport van. So if people had the ability to get out of it, then they would be able to escape possibly. So how are y'all saying that this girl at some point left the van and came back? That don't make no sense. It it just don't make no sense. And I guess the spokesperson for the new for the police station is saying, you know, it shouldn't happen. Yada yada yada. They never heard Christina call for help. Calls go by, people walk by near the van. So how nobody how you I I don't understand, y'all. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like, it don't make no sense. So, they saying no foul play on the body. The family is requesting an independent autopsy. Um, And we know, like, with them independent autopsies, all type of shit be coming to the light. That, you know, the county um, forensic people, they don't report on. Because, again, you know, they all kind of working together. So it, this is a mess, Christina Nance. Like my heart goes out to the family, because it's one thing. It's one thing if they would have said, "Okay, you know, she had a mental break, and we found her in the middle of the woods in an old, broke down, abandoned van. You know, that's been there for years. Nobody ever used it. It's you know, she she went in there and she passed away." That that may be more acceptable than this bullshit they trying to feed us. Talking about this girl went to a police station, got in one of their vehicles, and died there. And nobody noticed the thing. They noticed, quote-unquote, movement in the vehicle, but never, never stopped to see if anyone was in there. Come on, man. This whole story is trash. My own personal opinion, y'all know what I think. I'm sure we all thinking the same thing. A police officer... Killed this girl, put her in that damn van, covered it up, and was able to. 
because of this bullshit ass story that they concocted that they was that that person was able to do this. Cause ain't no way, ain't no way, ain't no way. Even if she was having a mental breakdown, none of y'all police officers coming and going, seeing this black woman come onto the police headquarter um, grounds, get into a vehicle, move around in the vehicle for days. Y'all be playing on a bitch top for real. That's that's why we be aggravated as fuck. That's that's still, girl. Let me hush. Let me hush. I gotta wrap this up. And if I don't, I'm gonna go off on a tangent, girl. And we are gonna be on the line for another forty five minutes to an hour. Cause I I I could really go in, but I'm not. I'm not, girl. I'm not. It's it's frustrating. Shit like this is frustrating because it's like a bitch is purposefully planning planning your face. Y'all just playing in a bitch face. Y'all know this is not what happened. This is not what happened. Um, prayers to her. I pray to God that answers are gotten once they do this independent autopsy and talk to people and just talk to more witnesses and stuff like that. I really hope that the answers, girl, I, I hope the answers is there, girl. I really do because I don't like this. This shit is sad. This shit is so, 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 so sad. And then how can your spirit even rest Knowing that something really bad happened to you and they trying to feed your family all this bullshit. You can't get no fucking rest like that. Can't nobody spirit rest like that. So I'm just I'm praying hard for these people. This is so 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 sad. But again, black woman, quote unquote, be careful. You know, that's all they got to offer us is black women, be careful, child. This is this is sad, girl. But um Wanted to close it out with the good sis segment. I know we haven't done them in a couple episodes. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, with the exception of the Maya Marcano episode, because I feel like that whole episode was a good sis segment dedicated to her. But anyway, girl, that's all I got for a Monday, girl. I ain't got no more. I'm recording this Sunday night, so I'm about to get in here. Get ready for Insecure, girl. I can't wait to talk about it, child. Um, if you following me on Twitter... And you know I'm finna be tweeting my ass about it. So we could talk about it next episode. Um, I do have the interview with Big Lex from Jocelyn's Cabaret. But she's actually getting her own show. Congratulations to her. So I'm gonna drop that episode probably a little closer to time. I know she's doing, you know, her whole little rollout. But yes, I'm very excited about that. And she's really, 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 really sweet. So, congrats to her on all of that. Like, getting her own show and shit like that is super dope. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool things going on in the Katie's universe. So, yeah. I'm going to probably be in Atlanta um, in the upcoming weeks. Networking and talking to people. And, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah, being a politician. So, yeah. If you see me out, just holler at me. But, until then, you can find me on Twitter, down she bad, two D's, two underscores, caked up, dripped out on Instagram, Kate's brand if you decide to shop, and the Kate Dish official on Instagram, and also the Kate Dish podcast on YouTube, girl. Go like, comment, subscribe, stream, all of that good stuff, and I will see you girls next week.